Hey, it's Melody with Melody of Soul. You ready to start a new season? Season six, helpful, holistic hints and life hacks. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, tell me what it means to me. All right, today's topic, respect goes both ways. Respect, what an interesting word. When you think of the word respect, what do you think about? What about when I use the word self-respect versus respect for others? respect for things. Unfortunately, this word gets used in the wrong context a lot of times. It's along the same lines as responsibility, the ability to respond. It gets a negative connotation, especially when it gets thrown around in guilt trips. So today I'd like to address respect for what it can really be. My personal version of respect for both myself and others is in my communication. This absolutely is the chakra that I came onto this plane with the most strength and also the most weakness. I've had it tattooed on my wrist for a very long time to remind myself that you don't have to say everything that comes to your brain, but you do wanna speak your truth and you wanna speak it from your heart. So for me, self-respect as well as respect for others is having pure communication, being honest and open, but also aware, (laughs) aware of how it's gonna affect someone, aware of someone's feelings, When I am spiritually motivated to say something to someone, especially when I have that moment where I'm like, I don't really know this person. I don't, I don't know if I can say this. I've learned over the years that what is brought to me from the spirit, from my heart is meant to be said, but I have had to learn over the years to be more tactful to be more compassionate, to be more calm in my delivery. And in my coaching with other people, with strategy coaching and life coaching and and what I like to call happiness coaching, I found that this comes up a lot and people don't even identify it as a lack of respect for themselves or others. I've seen this in you know, people's backstories, people's subconscious issues, the things that they're trying to resolve, the things that they're trying to validate. I've seen it myself. This is when we do pattern recognition and, and really going back into a certain situation and journaling about it and seeing if we can find the different patterns that keep showing up, but in different circumstances in our lives, whether it's relationships or jobs or 
you know, the way things have played out over and over and over again in different circumstances, if they have patterns, a lot of times that tells us what's really underlying this thing that we're trying to show ourselves, this demonstration that we're trying to play out and we think we're playing it out with other people, but really we're attracting those people into our lives so that we can be the mirror of ourselves so that they can be the mirror of ourselves as well. So we can show ourselves, hey, this is a lesson we need to learn. This is a challenge we need to get through. This is something we need to address. And on this level, I've seen it in the smallest little areas, and I myself have experienced it, where it causes a lot of trauma And that's where this word respect really gets tossed around in, in my opinion, not the most positive way. So some experiences that I've had is even down to what school did you want to go to? From as young as I can remember, when I went to a Baptist private school in my elementary days, that setting you apart and what those standards were of what was respectful and what was not. And at the time, I don't remember having the choice of which school I was going to, but for some reason, because I was going to a particular school or not, there were certain respect standards that came with it. Even from my little elementary school friends that I might have at church that didn't go to a private school or The people that found out, oh, you go to a private school? You should have this type of behavior. I don't understand why you don't know more about this. What? Even as I got older, what school I wanted to go to in middle school or high school or college, all of those things came with a certain amount of respect from other people and also expectations of what was respectful from me. What major do you want to have? This of course came up in college. Like, what do you want to do with your life? What focus do you want to have? Did you want to be in art? That's not very respectful in certain scenarios. Really? Did you want to be in finance? Do you want to be respected as a blah, blah, blah? I remember at one point in time, I I wanted to be a geneticist. I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to be a zoologist. Luckily, my mother made me shadow all of those things, or I chose to volunteer in those things. And I realized those were not the things I wanted to be. Those were definitely things that had overlaid what I wanted to be because they were respectful. What color do you want your hair? If you know me, you know I change my hair color uh, pretty often. Uh, As a hairdresser of 20 years, I got into the habit of wearing those wild fashion colors. And to this day, it's, it's just my favorite thing to do. I love looking like a cartoon character. But I even remember that and and it doesn't go into just fashion colors either it's do you want to be blonde do you want to be brown do you want to go gray do you want to hide your gray 
Do you want to be blue? Right? All of those things come with a certain amount of respect for yourself. You're not being very self-respectful if you're not going to let yourself go gray or if you are going to let yourself go gray or if you are going to be a natural blonde or you're not or you're going to respect what nature gave you or you're going to explore all the amazing options because you can what else Ooh, where do you want to work where do you want to work do you want to work at a restaurant do you want to work in food and bev or do you want to work at a college do you want to work in a lawyer's office do you want to work as your own boss or do you want to be in employment all of these things come with this, let's face it, icky, icky version of respect that someone's programmed in. What's right and what's wrong? What about what religion do you want to embrace? What version of spirituality speaks to you? Or what do you want to adopt? What belief systems do you want to adopt? And are they different from someone else? And are you being disrespectful if they're different? Or if you speak about your beliefs? Or if you speak about the things that are true to you? I mean, I personally, since mine is about communication, for me, I've had to realize that if I... I'm going to respect someone's view in religion. Then I need to speak to them about it respectfully. It doesn't have to be my view. We don't have to agree on that. We have different experience in life. We have different spiritual experiences. We came in with different things. So of course the expression of that is going to be a little bit different. But if I'm going to ask you to respect my beliefs and the things that I hold dear, then absolutely, I need to approach yours with respect. I don't even have to understand them. I just have to know that they're yours. Where do you want to live? This is a really odd one, I have to say. Uh, I've experienced this (laughs) being from Southeast United States from South Carolina and, you know, moving different places or experiencing different places or visiting different places. People always want to know, why'd you move? Why, why do you want to be in this part of the country versus another part of the country? Why do you want to be in this country versus another country? Even, you know, when I moved to Thailand, that was, that was a big thing. When I lived in France, When I visit Mexico, why do you want to be here? And a big part of that to me was learning to respect others, other cultures, other ways of living that I didn't understand. I didn't know all the roots to. And in doing that, I learned to respect where I came from. I learned to respect more of the country I came from and the part of the country I came from and the family I came from and the traditions I came from. 
Because for me, it's communication. It's that openness of, if I'm gonna ask you to respect me, then I'm gonna have to approach this with respect. And honestly, doing it first is the best step. Not expecting you to be the first one to respect me. How about me showing you the respect that I actually want? And some people will give it to you and some people won't. And that's okay. Because the fact is you've given it. You've put it out there. You've created the experience that you actually want to have. And you're not really worried if they give it back to you. Because you're creating it. Oh, how do you want to live? That's another big one. How do you want to live? Do you want to be in a big house? Do you want to be in the country? Do you want to be in the city? Do you want to be surrounded by nature? Do you want to be near the water? Do you want to be in the mountains? You would think this is just a completely personal decision. But I've experienced that this even comes with that weird overlay of this defines who you are and who you want to be when it comes to your family and your friends and if you want people to come see you if you want them to come visit are you going to be accessible are you around things that are easy or more difficult i mean if you're in a city for instance maybe you have conveniences but parking is terrible right so you're making it more difficult for people somehow <laughs> or if you live in the country you know, things are further away from from you like it's not as convenient to get to certain things but you have a lot more space maybe that's not convenient it's such an interesting thing when it comes to self-respect versus respect for others because it has been so misconstrued that somehow your decisions impact everyone else around you on a level of respect how much do you respect them how much do you think about them how much do you consider other people now granted i will say that consideration of others for me is one of my highest pursuits because i want to be considered it's something i want from other people so of course it's my duty to create that environment but it goes both ways for sure it's hard to live up to other people's expectations of what is respect and what is not but it's also really hard to live up to your own if you don't know what they are you know i'm a list person and i love to make lists to really spell out for myself what is it that i'm focused on because here's a funny thing once you give your brain a focus your magical magnificent dissecting organizing discerning separating judgmental brain <laughs> it's going to go to the task 
Now, if it's discombobulated with everybody else's opinions and all these experiences that you've had when you didn't really have choices, when other people were telling you that this is what it is and that's what it is and this is what is right and this is what's wrong, it can be really confusing for your brain. It's got all these things in there to compute. But the moment you sit down and say, nope, this is what respect means to me. This is what self-respect means to me. And this is how I want to show respect to others. Then your magical little brain starts going in the direction that you ask it to. And it starts sifting and sorting and figuring out which experiences are relevant and which ones are not. And what we need to do about it. And it's really good at that. And it's really good at discerning between this is what I deem as respectful and this is what I don't. Not this is what someone did to me one time and they said it was disrespectful. So maybe it is. There's no room for maybe in the brain. We have to give it clear, concise directions. So today I'm going to give you a tool. Just in case you're getting caught up on other people's ideas of things about your life. Whether it's some version of validation, whether it's something that someone's told you about yourself, that you now consider something that's wrong, or even with this, with respect. There is a way to unlock your old experiences, your old memories, and replace them with more conscious versions so that you can clear out that old list of what people have handed you and told you, this is right, this is wrong, this is respectful, this is not, this is what's accepted, and this is not, and throw them all out and replace one by one with the conscious versions of you as a conscious being that can now look at your life and make decisions. We've already talked a little bit about making the list of what things mean to you when it comes to how you treat yourself and how you treat others and what you want out of life. But to unlock old experiences, there are some very visceral ways Remember that the five senses, that's how we experience the world. That's also how we develop memories. Between the five senses, and then there is a sixth sense that I like to call the sixth sense, which is your emotion. It's very much tied to intuition, but your emotions, they make those memories very permanent. And whatever emotion you were feeling at the time that you created that memory bank, that card in your file, that's going to solidify that memory. So what do we need to do? We need to create new emotions around a memory to change its place. More attached emotions are gonna create heavier memories. 
more dense files. But if we can lighten that mood a little bit, open up our consciousness, really ask the question, do I believe that? Is that something that I want in my life? And a big piece of that is peeling back the layers of our old experiences. I recommend that people make a list initially and explore where they're at in their whole journey, what they want, what they're willing to give, what they would like to get back, what they would like to create in their world. And then journal about it. That's gonna give you a really nice opening to the thoughts and experiences of your past. The things that you don't even know are there in that background noise. The things that really trigger you, but you aren't really sure why. Start to open up to yourself about those. And just journal. Journal of things that have made you feel disrespected, have made you feel distant with someone, have made you feel less than what you feel is you are worth. And then go back through and highlight all of those. Notice if you can find any patterns and then notice if you can track them back to an earlier memory. It's going to take a lot of journaling. I'll give you that. But self-investigation is the most beneficial investigation you will ever do. Because you'll realize that all of your triggers and all the situations that you keep bringing back into your life, you've missed some details. Be the detective of yourself and open up that box. Go one by one and ask yourself, is this what I truly believe? Does this fit my list? Or did it create something on the list that I, I don't really want? That's not what I think at all. That's not how I feel about things. That's how someone else felt about it. And they taught me that. And now I'm going to unteach that. And I'm going to experience it from my perspective. Go layer by layer and piece by piece. And I assure you, you will find your balance between who you are and who you want to be. You'll find that place where you know exactly what self-respect looks like. And no amount of weird questions or judgment calls or snide remarks will ever touch you again. Because it's not someone being disrespectful to you. It's someone who hasn't figured out their own self-respect. And when you realize that, you're going to be able to give them your version of respect and feel self-respected. Because what we give others, we give ourselves. We give permission for others to do the same. So make a list. 
What does it feel like to you? What do you want from yourself? What do you want to show others? And then start to journal on your old experiences and peel back those emotional layers where you took those snapshots and see if they're still valid. Create a new emotion around them. I hope this has helped you in some way. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And I hope this has helped you in some way. For more, find me at melodyofsoul.com, Melody of Soul International on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.